0: What's up, y'all, man? It's T-Rail, and I'm here with my boy Rex Life. And I got my boy Trevor right here. It's first time uh, co-hosting and interviewing on No Jumper. I'm glad to have you both here, as a matter of fact.
1: I appreciate y'all, and congrats to you, bro. That's crazy. I, I, I appreciate T-Rail just throwing the alley with me for real.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, he came through with it. He was like, I think this, you know, I think he's really cool. His music is really dope. You know, he, he loved all his, you know, up up north artists anyway. Up so, north. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because like, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, yeah, he, he loved doing, I mean, any anything he bring to me or anything like, you know, he say, okay, you know, I think this would be good for you. I'm like whatever You know what I'm saying right. I, His ears to the street Has been to the street Like he's been a creator For a long time Like And like He really brings things To life here At No Jumper So you know I'm gonna take his word for it Fire so, right, bro Yeah Seem like <laughs> a nigga To have around bro That's that. On uh, everything That's We've tight. been looking you up we, You know what I'm saying I've been doing my research And I've been like Damn You know what I'm saying Like it, it really is Like Some people like A lot of people Don't know You know But You know It's like I be feeling like certain people, like, they need that light shed on them for sure. Like, you gotta have, like, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're really taking this music shit serious, like, in your craft serious, like, you gotta have that light shed on you, like, right. and. And for me, when I interview people, you know, I love to do that. You feel me? I'm more so I ain't to the, like, the mainstream. So I, I love yeah. doing this. And, you, yeah, for sure, you one of them people that fit on that category, for sure.
2: I appreciate that, man. I appreciate y'all having me. I didn't think I would be on a, No Jumper. You know, it's interesting being on No Jumper. But I'm just happy to be here, bro. So,
1: like I said, I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, he's got songs in 2K, like. I got a <laughs> like, song in two K. I got saying. one song. That's, that's my tight biggest song. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: I mean, well, she, we could put a plural S on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. Just running me yeah, another one. Yeah, I mean, are you sure. speaking it to existence. That's sick though. Yeah, that's on two K. That's pretty wild. Running. You know, niggas be
2: playing two K. Niggas was hitting me like, bro, I heard you on the game, bro. That's crazy. I'm like, yeah, bro. Fuck with me.
0: But how did Lord. that even come
2: about though? I think that was. I'm. I'm gonna keep it light. I think that was some Empire shit. I think. um Publishing side of things. Yeah, I think that year was a few artists from Empire on there. Oh okay. Um and I just happened to be one and then it helped that I had Kenny Beats. You know what I'm saying? He's just who he is, you yeah. know. And I think the song just fit hella well in the game. Is it royalties behind that? Um I know you get a you get cash out up front for sure. And then no, I don't think it's no royalties behind it. No. Oh, they get you cash up front for that? Well you get a you get an advance. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. how much was it? Watch
0: out, bro! know <laughs> <In laughs> you're hey, Pocket watchers. I'm pocket watchers you just in case you know what I'm saying. I'm be like, hold on, two K. You, you know what I'm saying. I, I they, need um, to be around the same little amount. They paying,
2: they paying well. They, they paying well. Any, uh, any shit you get your music placed on now, they got to cash you out real quick. So two, yeah, they, they Cool me. little check. It's a little check. Did it say two K? On the check, yeah. I'm direct deposited, brother.
1: I ain't <laughs> seen the check since 2001. I ain't gonna lie to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, get check this routing number real right. quick. Yeah, right. a lot of people don't do that. Yeah, for is really. it one of those yeah. things
1: that you don't know it's gonna happen, or like you, you buy the game and see, it or you know beforehand? type we shit? We
2: knew beforehand because you know it's hella paperwork. They got to get situated, and you know they clearing all kind of shit. So you kind of get you get a warning before, but it's kind of like they still picking the records, and then they pick up shit.
1: So you know you know it's coming. For sure yeah, Cause yeah. I mean like If you drop an album And then You're not on that shit It's just like fuck I thought I was gonna be that's on That's how niggas you know? do you oh, yeah.
2: Corporations don't do you like that Niggas do you so like 2K that 2K got your back <laughs> Yeah 2K fuck with you
1: Nah yeah. that's That's just tight to have that On a resume though It's clean
2: man It's I really mean, tight. It's a blessing And then what's really tight About 2K is that I can't speak for Too many other games Or anything But they treat you right Like they'll fly you out To like the premiere Of the game All, right. all kind of shit So we was in New York Um, They did like a like an interactive kind of like event, which was which was crazy. So, yeah, they treat niggas right. How many sure. copies do you get, though? Of the game? Yeah. I, I think I got three custom copies because they did this little like photo booth where you photo, uh, you Photoshop yourself onto the cover. And so I got like three
0: of those. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. That's yeah. Hard. I mean, before we get into a you know, before we go further, uh, for the No Jumper fans, you feel me? Let's start from the beginning, man. You know what I'm saying? Your life and your upbringing and, you know, where you came from. So I'm from Berkeley, California,
2: um, born and raised. I moved to Vallejo uh, when I was like 14. Um, yeah, and that's where I'm from. That's what you know, influenced the music and everything. I ended up going to college in, at Boise State and played football there for four years. Came back and just just fully did music.
1: Hey, Blondies or f- Fast, fast, lights. fast f- lights,
2: Fast lights for sure, is the answer. RIP Fast lights. they closed that shit down, but Fast lights for sure. Blondies happen. is legendary though but Fast Lights for
1: sure. Just that whole area of Berkeley is pretty, like, legendary.
2: Yeah, Telegraph. What's crazy is um, a few years ago, I was reading some article, and it was like Berkeley is, like, the number six college city yeah. in the country. And it's not even something that I think about because I'm from near. But when you get up past, like, Shattuck, it's for sure like a college town. So it's a, it's a unique place. You never crashed any of the frat parties? Nah. I think I went to a couple in high school. We tried to get in, but they had a... Like, they first off like young niggas trying to get into a frat party is them they're not going down Mm. um but i feel like we went to like one or two for sure when did you fall in love with rapping (sighs) bro shit since i can remember i remember my cousin helped me write my first rap it was like in second grade
0: second grade
2: yeah it was some school shit you know it's like a rap for school um, but he was hella like pro black. <laughs> so I was in class <laughs> in, in second, second grade, grade rapping pure pro black shit, <laughs> niggas stop playing with this black shit. Um so <laughs>
0: Please yeah. tell me what you was rapping pro black. I remember on one part was eight.
2: it was um the black man slave for four hundred years. They sent the Indians through the trail of tears. Um, writing this song to destroy your fears. No more stories, player, because the truth is here. I know what happened, and history's wrong. You should know the truth too. That's why I wrote this song. <laughs> Did what I said. Pocahontas was Pocahontas was cute, but they killed the red man. Then came the Ku Klux Klan. I was in second grade, lacing. Oh, Stop fucking playing on me, lacing they stupid ass. I got bars
0: in the second in the grade. Second grade and you were giving it
2: a rap. I'm telling you, bro. That's like what, like, my cousin wrote that for me, and I fake like co-wrote it. But that's I was like standing in front of class rapping that shit. And like, you hey, tell me up. the
0: upbringing because it was like, nuts. damn, like, hold on, like, let's go back to mom and dad. Was yeah, they was like pro-black too?
2: Yeah, my pops was for sure. He was um really tapped in with the Panthers. Oh, um, okay, okay. Know. But this cousin was on my mama's side, and they weren't hella pro-black, pro-black like that at all. But I think like he just found his way, you know, navigating mm-hmm. just you know, the black experience. So yeah, my dad was um, involved with the Panthers, anything political in Oakland, he was with it. Um, so that's always been a part of me. My mom was just super religious, super spiritual, um, everything about faith. So I kind of got the best of both worlds like that.
0: So in Oakland, it was like the Panther movement was like real strong up there too. For sure, 1,000%. Like, yeah. Didn't
2: it originate like originated in Oakland yeah. type shit? It started there. Um, you know, you got the Huey P's, the Bobby Seals, All those dudes And what's crazy about it Is when you look back On it, how young they were You know what I'm saying Like Huey P And Bobby Seal All these dudes Are like At the time Maybe 20, 21, 22 Um, And my dad Came up around that You know So his
0: experience Of the world Is just different And so he, he instilled That in me yeah, just going to school and just having that knowledge still at a young age, like you was in second grade and you knew what you was rapping. Like I don't know if I knew. You don't know if you knew? Like I
2: knew, but I don't think I could fully comprehend because a lot of shit you got to live through. It's like lived experiences. But I for sure, whatever my cousins told me,
1: anybody I looked up to, my dad, I was with all that shit. So. Did you always look at yourself as like an artist or did you have to find that artistry? Cause I know that's kind of like a thing. Looking at myself
2: as an artist is an interesting concept, but I think um, I knew I liked to rap. Mm. I knew I liked to make shit, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm always a nigga to this day, like I just be on Photoshop, just making art, you Mm -hmm. know? So ever since I can remember, I liked rap, produce, draw, write poetry, build shit. Like all my favorite games is like the tycoon games, the Sims, you know Mm. what I'm saying? Shit where you could build shit. So I guess in that regard, I don't know if I can like looked at myself as an artist, but I just did artist shit.
0: And then you just, you know, you 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 checked into college, and you felt like, you know what, um, I'm majoring in such or such, and this just isn't the path for me. I'ma just go this direction, and uh, I'ma fully take it serious. Yeah. So for me, um, going to college at Boise, it was it was a blessing because I played
2: football. And I was like, I was always big. I was bigger back then. I was like 300, but I was just like athletic for my size. And that allowed me to go to Boise and play. And I knew I wasn't the type of nigga when I went to college, like, oh, I'm finna go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. That wasn't me. Like, I was a nigga in the, that had, um, you know, the setup in the dorm rooms and shit. Niggas was coming through rapping. The chicks would come through rapping. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to go to the NFL. It was niggas that did that ended up going. But for me, it was like I have the skill set of playing football. And I got the grades and it meant a lot to my parents. It meant a lot to my family, everybody around me.
0: Cause you know, niggas don't get that
2: opportunity. So for me, it was like, I'm gonna go up here, get this degree, but when I'm done, I'm coming right back.
0: Oh, so it was more so like get the degree more Mm -hmm. than, than, you know, rather like, going to the nfl and like reaching that that level at least sure. you're going to get your degree out of the it.
2: degree was for sure the thing you know where we from that's what they pre like go get your degree go get a degree so i was like all right i'm gonna go get this degree but at the same time i was playing football i made you know some of the best friends i'll ever make in my life the experience is crazy because when i was up there we was winning you know yeah. what I'm what saying like we only lost i think three games in my whole tenure you know it was it was tight when we was up there so the experience is crazy you know lifelong friends but Yeah, to me it was just a degree, and then getting back to this music shit. What did you end up majoring in? Communication. (laughs) That's fucked up. (laughs) Why he laughed like that immediately?
1: (laughs) That you think this was in school bullshit?
2: That's. Imagine, <laughs> imagine spending <laughs> four years getting a degree to, for you to tell a nigga, and he just started laughing in your face. That's why oh niggas stopped god going god. to college. That's important. why niggas said "I'm to read something." Out that's, loud. Why that's, why, nigga that's, that's why
0: I mean, you go to four years, you play football. We expected you to go to fucking the NFL. Dude. That's the like, problem. I'm like, well, what the fuck you can? Com- what you major Communication. in? Communication. And then now you had no jumper talking to me. Talking, <laughs> <laughs> talking about you, all you always been a creative and <laughs> oh all. my and god, drawing and some motion. (laughs) I told you.
2: That's That's hella funny. funny. (laughs) That's hella funny. Yeah. Now I got my little com degree. What's crazy is like when I got up there. With you um, you talk to the the counselor and she's like, "What degree do you want to get?" Yeah. I'm like, "Psychology." You the know, what I saying some old shit, yeah. shit like that, and she's like, "You know what? Let's um let's just put you in communication for now. Oh, so and let's dumb it down a little. Literally, wow. but a lot of the niggas got wow. calm degrees. That's literally what he's saying. Wow, but that's how the game go for sure. Yeah, you know they don't up. want you to overwhelm yourself with the academics and because shit because you was playing football for sure. Way, and why. that shit was a full time job. I mean, you could even yeah. say
1: that with the rap, bro. Like they want the rap to be dumbed down too. 1,000%. You know, like, that's why it's like to have artists like you up here and shit, it's tight because you coming through with the bars. You're like you, you like the artist, artist type shit. Right, you know? right, right. So, yeah. You know? It's interesting. When you say they, who is they? Me. I'm a, I, I consider myself an artist because I do the video stuff. So my outlet, like my medium is just d- different. It's not right. rap, but there's parallels in all this shit. You know? For sure. As I come through, I just, you no. Know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, he do, he do.
0: No, no, no. He ain't fuck-
1: this Hey, but hold crazy. on. No, I want to talk about... <laughs> I want to talk about...
0: You good, bro. Before...
1: Yeah. <laughs> Before college Like when did When was the Adderall introduced?
2: After college After college? Yeah, so after you college. went through
1: college With no Adderall? No nah, cause we had
2: to um, Drug test But isn't Adderall like prescribed? I wasn't prescribed
0: mm. Why would Adderall no. be prescribed in college? Oh, that's where you t- that's Predominantly how introduced to it. yet that's yeah. how, also that's where you got addicted I didn't get addicted. I'm just saying. Oh hey, and God. I'm just
1: asking because he's got he's got like oh more Adderall God. bars than Nev. Like he okay. got a lot. Of Adderall I had bars. a lot of Adderall
2: bars to the point where I stopped rapping about Adderall and shit and stopped doing it so much because I was it was niggas coming up to me like, "Oh man, I just got a script for some Adderall." Doo And I'm like, "All right, bro." So when did you get addicted? <laughs> Damn near 2000 and no, no just funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the first time I did Adderall was when I got out of college, maybe like 2000 and. 13.
1: Mm-hmm. Thirteen. Um, yeah. You have a song called Adderall. Do I have a song called Adderall? Pretty sure it's like from like 2012 or 2013. I might. Back we might have to, to, to look that up right now. You was probably a song was called Adderall?
2: A, you was doing too I would much. like to hear that song. Was I going crazy?
1: You were. Come you on, really
2: we
0: were. Was. I was, I was like, was I, was with really like I was really impressed. Like
1: I was really impressed. Hopefully, some of them <laughs> turned up like that. But I'm saying, like, Adderall writing music off the Adderall, like, is it just. is. It's easy to become addicted oh, yeah. when you find some shit like that. Like it's not interesting. You were like addicted, what I could but.
2: say about like actually like the creative process of Adderall is that when I'm on Adderall and I make music, I'll get more music done. Like I might do like three or four songs in a night, and you got to think I'm mixing and doing all my shit because I record myself. Um, and I'll get them done. I don't think I'm the most creative when I'm on Adderall. I don't think my bars are as. Mm. tight I don't think my melodies because this is very rigid it's just like I want to get this done it kind of takes the emotion out of you that's a great way to describe
0: it yeah so what are you so what are you on now what gives you motivation while you're rapping now
2: just life bro life right now because life you know for the last year has been insane you know what I'm saying so just pure life experiences and then putting out this project and seeing the reception that it's getting from people has been like hella empowering bro I mean take me through it how has it been insane um, so last year I lost both my parents. I lost my mom um, in May, and then I lost my dad in August. Um, my, I lost my mom from cancer. Um, and I lost my dad from heart failure, I think is what why they said he passed, but he had a lot of stuff going on. Like he had, a, he was on dialysis, he had congestive heart failure, he had diabetes, <coughs> he had like a, a lot of stuff going on. Um, so at the end, or right when COVID started, my mom got diagnosed. And it was a blessing in disguise that I happened to be around the house because we lived in Vallejo, and my mom, she liked to take these walks to, like, just stay active. And I would go walking with her, and what I would notice was, like, we would be walking, and then she would just randomly just stumble. You know what I'm saying? Just something light. Um, but she started doing it frequently, and then the last time she did it, like, she was walking through the house, and she just stumbled, and then, boom, she, like, caught herself on the wall. And, like, at first, I'm thinking, it's like, oh, this is just, like, she's getting older. You know, shit happens when you get older. But the last time, I'm like, yo, you, you need to get checked out, because that, what is that? So she goes, she makes an appointment. Um, a couple days later, she goes to the doctor, and they do the CAT scan, MRI, boom, they find cancer. They find it in her brain, because that's what they were looking at first. But after they do the whole body scan, it was everywhere, you know? And uh, so that just started that journey of that, bro, which is crazy because it turned me into, like, a full-time caregiver from being, like, an artist. Because my parents had a, a delivery service in Berkeley. So I always worked with my parents, even as an artist. When I wasn't on tour or when I wasn't doing music, I was just helping them because they weren't making hella hell of money at the time. So when that happened to her, because she was taking care of my dad, so when that happened to her, it's like I had to take care of her and then also step up with the responsibilities that she was doing with my dad. Um, and then life just crazy because it like she passed within eight months of her diagnosis it was bro, quick it was so quick it's like a blur in my mind bro you know what I'm saying like everything happens so fast and then my dad passed three months later and um, it was just you know
0: it was crazy it was just literally crazy bro damn I can't imagine going through that like especially at a young age and doing that losing both of your parents and then musically like where did it take you do you you feel like you was just like was you in a dark space or like where did what did did it motivate you to do better or what so when I was taking care of my parents
2: I didn't really have time to do music like I just stopped I didn't really have because it's like it's a full-time job being a caregiver my mom was doing brain radiation chemo she in and out the doctor multiple times a week my dad is you know, four times a week, dialysis going to Kaiser. Like I'm feeding him, I'm doing all this kind of stuff. So I couldn't really do music. Um, But what I would do was I would literally like in my phone, I would just take notes on life. You know what I'm saying? Just like all these emotions and thoughts and, you know, compartmentalizing everything that was happening to me. Cause all my music, like, you know, is just about what's going on in my life. And though I couldn't do music at the time, I knew at some point, this was gonna be something I was gonna write about. You know what I'm saying? And what really solidified it for me was my mom was in the ER one day, cause she, something had happened with her liver or something, we went to the ER. And I remember sitting there with her and she looked up at me and she said, she was like, no matter what the outcome of this is, I know you are gonna make beautiful music. That's literally what she said. And so for me, it was just like at that point, like I said, I'm. Rec- if you listen to the album, like I'm recording her prayers, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just doing all, taking notes on life to the point where after she passed, like this whole album was made within the three months that my mom died and, and before my dad passed. Um, I just was in the studio, you know, just getting all these notes out and turning these notes into songs and these ideas and the concepts and putting these prayers in and That's kind of how the music was made. And what's crazy to me is that I didn't even get a chance. The whole album is about grief, but I didn't even get a chance to talk about my dad. Like, it's all about my mom. I think one song, Hands and Knees, um, I wrote after my dad died. But the rest of it is just like, you know, just around the experience of losing my mom, grieving, processing it, all that shit.
0: Damn. That's crazy to hear, like, going through that. like, Do you feel like that helped you grieve? For sure. Because for me, it's like,
2: you, when, when I write, it's like a journal. Like I'm just writing what's going on in my life and it forces you to really look at yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because you writing all these thoughts out and these streams of consciousness and all your pains and your problems. It's like you have to confront it every day. You mixing it. you mastering it. You see it. I hear these prayers. I see these feelings I'm having. So it's like it puts me face to face in front of it. And I think that's like one of the, one of the like things people tell me is that, oh, you strong. You know what I'm saying? I, like, oh, I don't understand how you could do it. One, I don't know if I'm strong or I'm numb. I think niggas get those two things confused. But also it's like I've... I I couldn't run from it because it was so in front
0: of my face that it forced me to deal with a lot of the shit in real time. Man, you, that's crazy that you say that because I, I think I deal with the numbness. For sure, I deal with the numbness and I deal with you know having you know losses of any kind. For I've, I've been dealing with that shit for so long and and it's just like I don't have a feeling it, and I'll be telling myself is like is that normal like. Now that I'm getting older, like, should, it, should I go get help or should I just say, damn, that's a powerful thing and I'm numb to it and, and fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I don't, sometimes, Yeah, it is interesting. I don't really know how to feel about that shit, you know, a lot of times. Like, that shit is crazy. No,
2: I feel you and it makes you feel crazy. Yeah. It makes me feel insane because I see people around me and they breaking down and they not being able to handle it and they crying and talking about like, oh, you, you so strong and whoop-de-whoop. And the whole time I'd be like, why am I not crying? Like you see it as strength. I'd be thinking, bro, maybe something wrong with me for real. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like my dad died. I didn't cry for hell long. You know what I'm saying? Like one of my best friends just died like two, three weeks ago. And I, I only cried one time. You know what I'm saying? Like I got the phone call in bed with, with my chick at like five in the morning. Saying he got killed And I just feel Like I Sometimes I feel myself Like It's almost like My brain is protecting me From myself You know what I'm saying Like you go into Like this mode Of like Well Yeah You know what I'm saying Like Ain't shit you could do about it You know what I'm saying But it's, it's a It's a really weird feeling But what I learned is There is no normal Everybody grieved different I was talking to My nigga Funk One of my best friends He's down He's been He's been down since 2009 at this point Um and I was talking to him, tell, literally telling him the same shit, like, bro, I be feeling weird because I don't cry. And this nigga said, bro, I'll never forget, he was like, bro, you, just, you cry, you just don't cry with physical tears. That nigga said, bro, I've been in jail 10 years. I done cried every way you could think about crying, bro. Mm -hmm. He was like, but people just think of crying when this thing is coming down your face. But he was like, bro, when you have anxiety or you depressed, or he was like, I hear you crying when you be writing. You feel me? He's like, you crying all the time. It's just not these things coming down your face. So it's just, like I said, it's been a process of like just understanding myself and confronting myself and working through these emotions
0: yeah I mean and people passing away too I mean I I can see him looking over you and I I can see you flourishing and doing your thing you said you know life has been you know a crazy ride right now I mean um what 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 Heights has music you know I'm saying took you as far as you know for right now music
2: did so much for me bro it took the squad around the world literally you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like took the homies to Europe, you know what I'm saying? Just off rhyming words for real. Um, it's put me on stages in front of 10,000, 20,000 people. You know what I'm saying? It's opened up doors that allowed me to put my homies in position for them to eat, you know what I'm saying? It's just a vehicle like anything else. And I think that's how niggas need to look at it more. Like it's a ve- Like football was a vehicle to get my degree music is a vehicle for all these other opportunities and shit to happen for me, but also for people around me. And then it's just like, when people see me winning, they're more inspired to win, you know what I'm saying? So it's just a ripple effect down
1: there, everybody. Do you ever feel pressure like to keep the vehicle driving at a certain speed type shit?
2: Mm, Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But not really, you know what
1: I'm saying? Um, I can't say that I really struggle with that, no. I mean, a lot of businesses, Got fucked over in like the pandemic and shit too. And like a lot of independent rappers or like smaller type rappers with a with a following kind of felt that hit too. You know, like mm-hmm. they're the small business they're small businesses too in a sense,
2: you know? For sure. Um yeah I just feel like my mindset different, especially when it comes to music, where I feel like I'm actually hella raw. So I don't feel like I feel like at any point I could put out music and I'll be fine. But that's just my experience. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I can't say it I felt too much pressure. The only pressure I think I put on myself it's trying to put other people in position. And then, but you got to learn that you can open doors for people and they're not going to walk through. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like I can only put you in certain situations and hope that you can kind of navigate it yourself.
0: Have you struggled with that a lot, though? I mean, because, I mean, you always in the beginning. You got try to try to put your homies on. You're worried about a nigga having money and everything. And, you know, some motherfuckers won't complain and shit like that. Like, you been struggling with that a lot still? Um, at times.
2: You know, I think it's more of a survivor's guilt thing than mm-hmm. anything it's like you know what i'm saying like I, i've had multiple homies who've been killed multiple niggas in jail you know just multiple niggas where life didn't necessarily work out for them the way it should have and then sometimes for me it's like damn all my little stars aligned to get me here and then make me feel some type of way you know what i'm saying because how i be thinking about it bro in life one different choice could change your whole life if i'd have bounced in the car at the wrong nigga If I don't went to the wrong party, you know what I'm saying? If I would have chose to hang with these other niggas rather than these niggas, my whole life is different. But for some reason, life has led me to here. So that kind of makes me feel some type of way. So, like I said, I try to put niggas in position to put niggas on as best I can, for sure.
0: And some niggas just don't even, you know, don't take heed to it. Or you you just can't, like you said, you just can't lead you. And then when when you get in that situation and you just notice that you couldn't lead this motherfucker, do you stop with him as a friend or like, you know what I'm saying? Do you push away or do you what do you do at that moment? Yeah, I think it depends on who you are. If you my brother, I never stop
2: fucking with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm the master at not fucking with people. <laughs> when it comes to like music shit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? If you somebody that came along on the journey and, you know, and you really went my nigga outside of this music shit and you get to a point where I don't know, you feel entitled or you feel whatever or something don't work, I'll move on. I'll still be your friend outside of music shit, but when it comes to this, like, bro, I got a mission, I got a purpose, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to stay on that. So when it comes to music, i cut a nigga off for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Um, Have you worked with any of your
2: favorite artists yet? Uh, Who did I work with? Well, Uncle Earl. I work with E-40, which is legendary. Ooh. You know, so shout out, shout out 40. And you remixed the
1: Sprinkle I did straight. remix
2: that, and he hopped on that shit. Um, yeah, I got to work with him. Um, in terms of my favorite artists, nah, because a lot of my favorite artists are like older, are they dead? Yeah,
1: I want to hear you on a track with Brent Fias or w- Fias, however you say it.
2: That'd be hard.
1: <laughs> I I don't know, but that would be sick. <laughs> that'd be crazy. No, I'd be down. But yeah. he's really clean. I really fuck with him. Um, Cause like, do you consider your music rap? Sometimes, like you do rap, but it's more like soulful music yeah, i feel like it's more music yeah i think
2: it's all over the place i think it's some
1: tracks where i rap It's some tracks where i sing
2: sometimes i'm in between you know i think it, it depends on the song
1: and he's got one of a kind of style do you think the church influenced that
2: a hundred percent you know what i'm saying i grew up in the church with my mom all my family do either sings or plays instruments i think i'm the le- the least like the, the worst singer in my family, really. Like my family, like I'm auto tune bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm keeping <laughs> hunting with you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But my family, they can really sing. For like, sing, sing for real. So, who uh, in your family is the best singer? Um, I would think it's my cousin Nicole, but my granny was the best singer by far. Um, but everybody had that unique style. My mom could really sing too. My cousins Courtney, Corey, and Lena—they could all really sing.
1: Was it like family competition? Like Not necessarily
2: a competition. We More than a competition, when they get together, it's a, a, a collaborative thing. Like we all singing together. One of my cousins playing the keys, you know, they singing church shit. I just kind of play the background because I don't think I could sing like that.
1: <laughs> I feel like that encapsulates the energy of the bay so well. Just like, yeah. It's like I'm thinking like a family barbecue, but people are also like jamming out and shit, like that kinda that kinda of energy.
0: Yeah. Would you invite him to the barbecue? He could he can slide to the barbecue. Come on, man. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. As of now he cool, he ain't did Come nothing on. too crazy yet. Oh no, I'm <laughs> not on
1: no, 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 no <laughs> I'm not on no Adam shit.
2: I'm not on no
1: Adam shit. It's
2: crazy. What does that shit
0: mean? I'm <laughs> you saying.
2: <laughs> you guys know what that means. I don't you know. I don't know Adam, what that I don't shit means. You Adam, mean. he You're like a Adam nice fan? You Adam fan? You know what? I fuck with Adam. You know what I'm saying? He's a cool guy. No, Adam seems a nice like guy. a cool
0: guy. He seems like a cool guy. He seems like a cool. He guy. He ever upset you before?
2: For sure. <laughs> what but any, <laughs> any nigga Who's talked for long enough Has upset me mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying You ain't gonna yeah. agree With Nick on everything Like if you if, Especially if you have a long Like an hour long podcast And you start to express Your real feelings mm-hmm. Eventually I'm gonna be like This nigga is kinda Saying anything This you nigga I mean?
0: saying Anything And I think yeah. he's a
2: professional So he knows what he's doing
0: he be you know pressing buttons, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. do that too. What are you talking about? Yeah, of course I press buttons. <laughs> of course game. I Come press buttons. That's why I just asked him when he invite your ass to the barbecue. I don't That's know. That's how I feel about
2: um It's another dude on No Jumper. Uh, light skin, bro. Uh,
0: that ain't me. I was like, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, the other. The,
2: AD? AD? No, not AD. The other one. And he had yeah, flash on something light like a little, little stripper, bitch. Sharp. Sharp. That, oh, that that oh, nigga is crazy man I fuck with short oh, yeah, I fuck with shark. Oh, you trying to pimp the <laughs> home I fuck with short Oh you
0: trying to pimp
2: the I ain't trying to pimp the home but <laughs> nah. shark. He, he's a funny <laughs> nigga, bro. He's a very intriguing guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I fuck with Sharp. He's provocative, is the word for it. I wouldn't say
0: pimp the hoes. Yes, yeah, he's trying to help these bitches, you know what I'm saying? And help, you know, in the in direction that they need to go. But at the same time, he say some crazy shit,
2: too. But he say some real
0: shit, but like. That's how you that's be the, talking? That I mean, yeah.
2: no, I don't talk like that, man. I respect my, my beautiful black queen. Oh, know so he I'm disrespecting. Saying? I didn't say that. <laughs> Don't no see, no what see what I'm talking about. I'm starting no a podcast. See what Beat. I'm talking about. Nah. me and bruh. Yeah. Nah, he's a... Nah,
0: he's he a cool nigga. Shout out, Sharp. What you got, man? Come on.
1: You read any good books lately? Say it again? You read any good books lately? Um... Because my man's here can't really read, so oh, that's, that's why he was laughing up. at the college thing. You know, communications. That's and shit. Up.
0: I mean, I'm here doing. I found my skills talking. Oh, <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. You have to be a talker if you can't read. I haven't
2: read no books lately. I think one of the, the best books I've read recently is called The Artist's Way, mm. and it's just about you know creativity and the process of like creating. Have so you always been a
1: reader? Decently, you know, I read shit I like. Cause sure. I, I, I'm with T. Row. I don't read shit. I hate reading. I like watching videos. I, like I don't watching, really like you know. reading,
2: but I like learning. Mm. And a lot of the real learning is in a book, so I'll read if I have to. Mm. But if it's on YouTube or it's on Instagram, I'd rather take it in that way, pause. But if I can read a book to get it, I, I'll read a book. What are you watching on YouTube? Hella random shit, niggas playing video games. I'm doing it like a child. Mm. Um, I watch No Jumper. You know, I fuck with y'all podcasts. Um, Just random little documentaries and shit. Just some random shit.
0: Now, take me through some of your music process, you know, like how you pick the beat and how you feel, you know, or what's going on, how you orchestrate your whole project or, you know, when you start recording. Um, Takes it, an Adderall.
2: Nah, sometimes. You know, it depends. <laughs> okay. um, but I think it it depends. Like, niggas can send me a beat, and sometimes the beat is just him. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is crazy. Sometimes I'll produce it, you know? A lot of times when I produce, because I really like live instrumentation, I'll just kind of do the bass line of it, and then I'll bring in a guitar player. I'll bring in my nigga Reese to play some keys on it. I really like cooking up from scratch with niggas. That's my favorite thing. Like having a keyboard player in the room, a guitar player, and then a the nigga who do drums. Cause I feel like that's how you go. Like to me, that's where the real magic happens. I feel like that's a whole language. You know, niggas playing instruments amongst themselves. I think that's clean. So that's how I really like to cook up. And then after that, I just either write or I freestyle.
0: It just depends. Where do you categorize yourself in the music game? Cause this shit is all everywhere. I mean like, Rap is here, you mumble rap, you I mean and two, I'll be feeling like ninety percent of it is just image. Mm, too like one thousand percent. Yeah, and that's like, what I was
2: thinking about like I was finna start wearing a chain, like really turning up, you feel me? Like
1: boom, Do you feel boom. like
2: you gotta do that shit? I don't feel like I have to, but I understand why niggas do it and I understand
1: how perception works. One thousand yeah. percent. I'm not stupid. You well, know what I'm saying? So, so like being from the bay, do you think that puts you in a box? Like based on what, people's that perception that you're from the Bay?
2: What, that I don't dress a certain way?
1: Or rap a certain way or sound a certain way? I think it actually takes me outside of the box
2: because mm. I don't do that. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people hear my music now even know I'm from the Bay until they kind of really dig into my shit. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's for sure different ways to play the game. And like you said, 90% of it is perception. Does it make it
1: hard to collab with other artists from the Bay? No. Nah. Yeah, I fuck with everybody. Everybody. I'm cool it everybody. is
0: the perception, but is it giving off the right perception? Because sometimes it's like you know the chain, the, chair, the jury. The, it's like okay, the nigga selling drugs, he gang bang, we shooting him up, blah blah blah. But you know, do we represent that? You know, what I'm saying, are you just trying? Are you trying to get him in to see what it what it's really about? I think it depends from person
2: to person. I think. Some niggas, that's really who they are. Like some niggas is yeah. just flashy niggas. Like if he didn't rap or nothing, he'll just be a flashy nigga. Some niggas are doing it because of the attention they trying to get and the clout they trying to get from it. I think, you know, it goes both ways, but you know, I think it, like I said, it depends on how you play the game and that's one way for sure you could, you could play the game. I feel, yeah. like,
1: I feel like it's sketchy times to be flashy right now, especially in the Bay. It's always sketchy times. Oh, it's especially, been being sketchy. sketchy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> hey, does, like... the, does the Tesla prevent bipping or no? No, I think Teslas get hit, for sure. Cause I was thinking about it, I was like, they got the central mode. Both of you guys have Teslas, but But well, first of all, why is that a
0: thing up there? I just I, I just seen that shit on TikTok and it, somebody was filming that shit. It's just like bip, you know, it, it said bipping. I didn't even know what that it was until I just seen his fucking TikTok and I'm like, this he did all that shit to steal a nigga SpongeBob backpack. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on up there? And it's going crazy. People yeah. leaving their windows cracked. Yeah. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like put your seats down and shit like that like what like what is the fuck is the problem dog come on i think it's a lot of shit bro i think niggas crazy but mm-hmm.
2: i also think the system that we in and in the economy forces niggas to be like that especially in the bay where it's dumbass expensive you know what i'm saying and you got yeah. all these people working tech coming from ohio montana all these places you're a lick and you don't you don't even know you a lick cuz you you see this place is gentrified in certain areas and it's not So you leaving your backpack in the car. Niggas been plotting on you for days. They know you got a laptop in there. They know you got a camera. And they've been watching your stupid ass. So they come and they hit your car and they take your shit. And it's not even a nigga's fault. It's just you're a lick. You don't know how to move. You think it's good and it's not good. And I think niggas just take advantage of that. I feel like niggas take advantage of it. Anywhere, but in Oakland, nigga, just not playing with you.
0: Yeah, up there is just crazy. I was—I seen ten cars in a row. I said, "Come on, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'd be sick." And nigga took my backpack. I know you would for sure. And like. they do the shit broad daylight. That's the yeah. That's, yes. the, that's the That's
1: the scary part right now. It's like this just happened broad day. I like. was shooting a video with um
2: with Simba uh at this probably like four or five months ago for this uh, for this other artist, and we're at in San Francisco at some park shooting this scene. Broad daylight, bro. Mind you, it's hella white people around. It's just like a lit ass park. Bit in front of everybody. Walk up to the car. Bow. Get the shit high back in the car and leave. It's that fast, bro. Niggas not waiting for it to be nighttime. Nigga, nah They don't on. care if they're getting recorded either. Like no, we, <laughs> we out of here. What you was out there
0: doing with Simba.
2: We did a song. I can't remember the, the artist's name that we were featured on the song for. Um, but he was just shooting a video out there.
0: It's coming out. Yep. I Damn. Believe, yeah. I mean, Simba is one of the master lyricists out He's here. really raw. Yeah, he really is. And really I commend Simba because li-
2: he's been grinding for a long time, bro. Yeah. Simba's been grinding for a long time. So to see him, like, getting his just due is really tight. Both your, both your guys is firing
0: the booth hard did you feel like i'm on this song with simba i finna go like stupid crazy i gotta get him no nah, i don't be thinking like that bro I ain't gonna <laughs> why ain't there be no friendly I competition
2: even, i don't even know to be honest bro because i did that so long ago I, I don't know if i didn't even know Simba was on the song oh, okay, okay you know what okay, i'm saying okay. like now for sure
1: you know what i'm saying because you know <laughs> yeah. his
2: reputation now is crazy so i play with him yeah, i got bars too you feel me but yeah. um yeah no not at that time for sure not at that time
1: how would you start making music with Mozzie? Because that's how I first got introduced to you. Random, Empire shit. Okay. We were just out
2: here doing some sessions. And then we pulled up on Mozzie and Devo. And um, just was making music. We knocked out that hook that Lil Boosie was on. Mm. And then ever since then, we just kind of been tapped in.
0: I mean, at any time, do you feel like, too, stop, like, being a rapper is the most dangerous profession out here. It really is. I thought it was just, like, something people were making up, and it's just, like, a little fad. People just want to have clout, something to talk about. But now it's just like, oh, my God, like, niggas is dying left and right. You really can't do shit. You You got to have a bunch of motherfuckers with you. You can't really be flashy unless you got security or a bunch of motherfuckers with you. Like, at any time, do you be feeling like, you know, this... This might not be the sh- the job for me. Nah,
2: not really. Because, one, I don't really live in that world. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really in that world like that. Like, I'm in that world, you know, because I do features and shit for niggas, but I'm not really playing like this is most shit I'm aware. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm, I don't think I'm going to lick like that. If a nigga get on me, just get on me. And you learn that through like Nipsey. There's nothing you could do to really stop that shit. You know what I'm saying? that's It just is what it is. Because outside of rappers, Niggas is dying every day, period. Rappers just get the, the, the attention because they got all these eyes and millions of followers and shit. Niggas are dying every day over the same shit rappers is dying for. They just ain't got 500,000 followers. They just don't got a million follow, uh, plays on their YouTube. But niggas dying every day over money over bitches over ice and jewelry like that
0: shit ain't just a rapper thing that's a nigga thing yeah me and my homies now too in the group chat now it's a thing you know we always coming up with some fucking conspiracies but now it's a thing uh yeah the 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 labels got the labels got life insurance policies on these niggas but first it's just like ah uh, but then i'm like when you look at it niggas like oh no you know what i'm saying how you feel about that I'm not a fan of
2: uh, the Post homus album, like an album after a nigga die. I'm not a fan of that. But, you know, from my understanding, at least with Empire, is like, you know, it'd it, it be certain situations where the family might want something released or some kind of shit like that. Are you doing it for his mama? That's, to me, that's different. Um, but I'm not a fan of it, you know what I'm saying? Unless, you know, y'all got something worked out or something, but the nigga did, you know what I'm saying? So unless, like his family or his mama needs some money or they want to do something, then
0: that's a different case. But I'm I'm personally not a fan of it. Have you been following any of the uh, Los Angeles uh, politics going out here um, this recently? You know what I'm saying out here with my homeboy Duno, who just walked up out of here. No, I can't say that I have. Damn, it's What's been going, going on? crazy out here. There's a lot of low racial tension going out here. As what far happened as, between uh, like, blacks and browns and right. the Tiger song? This is what, oh, I did see that. Yeah, so I did that, see that. So, my man right here, you know what I'm saying? He commented, I mean, I guess he just didn't give the right, uh, you know response to what he was supposed to be saying about the Tiger song or whatever. So his people was kind of like mad at him or whatever the case may be. So it brought a lot of tension. But do um, do you agree with Tiger having to delete his song? I mean, do delete his video, you know what I'm saying, off of platforms because um, the Hispanic race was kind of mad at him?
2: Um, I feel like if you um, disrespect, uh, even though you might not deem it as disrespect. If you disrespect or upset, you know, any group of people, you got to be receptive to what they say. You know what I'm saying? Because niggas will want that. We be talking about cultural appropriation all the time. We be on helmet about cornrows. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's the same for them. If they feel like they're getting their shit appropriated, then that's how they feel. That's they, That's their truth. And I feel like, you know, that's probably the right thing to do with the outrage that
0: came at him. To delete that shit is probably the right move yeah i feel like it was the right move too yeah i feel like it was the right move but one thing right after that that move he had that that uh meeting at part 106 and that guy that was up there at part 106 it just had a video leaked with him saying the n-word Mm-mm. and niggas didn't like it was a white shit. dude he was hispanic
1: oh man I mean, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. It's a lot of shit going crazy. on. It's, it's a lot a of, lot shit, shit, going a lot of shit going on. That's like, pretty wild. That's pretty yeah,
0: wild. so we had to go. You know, it's a lot of. That. I mean, you might want to tap into that shit. You feel me? And see what's up and get your view on it because that <laughs> that shit was wild, bro. So that's, niggas niggas was on his helmet. I mean, that's what we're dealing with right now. I mean... That's what's causing it to crazy that's what's week It's been a it's crazy, been a crazy week, no week, dog. It's been a crazy week, especially for me. I'm not even going to lie. I'm just... Why, though? I don't get know. it. Like, it just bled over to No Jumper? It bled over to No Jumper, yeah, because, you know, some, we posted something that they didn't like, and mm. people wanted to take this down, and, you know, people had, you know, meetings start having to, you know, be orchestrated, and, you know, then we had to interview them, and then, you know, it, it just... It did bleed over here. It was just too much going on. That's crazy. Yeah, it was too much that going on. I mean, they worked it out though. I mean, is
2: there any racial tension still up? You know, where you from? I'm pretty sure, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's not as blatant <laughs> as out here, you know what I'm saying? There's for sure racial tension everywhere, but I don't see it as much. It ain't visible. You know, like a lot of the shit be hidden in little weird ass ways, but um, I can't say that I've seen it too much. As far as the gangs and, you know, and, and shit like that, how's it? how is it up there? it's crazy like it always is you know what i'm saying like it's just the same as it is any hood everywhere niggas is funkin',
0: niggas is dying um it's, it's the same shit bro how did you dodge it you know what i'm saying i know people even at an older age you will still kind of follow the wrong crowd or you're getting the wrong crowd and you start rapping, you know shit that you're not supposed to be rapping like how did you dodge that movement like I said, bro, I, I had good parents, bro. I had a, a good
2: pops, and who 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 guided me, you know, in the right direction. I think a lot of it was them. A lot of it was just luck and happenstance. You know what I'm saying? Because I know niggas, because niggas be like, oh, I had good parents. So I did. It. I know niggas who had good parents and was out there with with the niggas. You know what I'm saying? They had better parents than me. Spoiled all the shit. Didn't need to be out there. Um, so I just think it's it's a combination of both. Like luckily. You know, where I'm where I'm from is conducive of, you know, positivity. My parents was positive. I had good role models and you know, I had a structured life, so I kinda wiggled through, but you know, like I said at any point it could have been different.
0: Yeah, for real. It could have been different. I mean, for me. I mean, how about you, my brother? I (laughs) don't (laughs) know, You ain't invited to the barbecue (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> my, nigga, my nigga going run yeah, fuck so nigga right <laughs> but no But yeah bro I mean shit Tell the people what you got coming You know what I'm saying You got anything new for us Or you know What's up next Yeah so I just dropped The Blue Hour Um, It came out like Two or three
2: weeks ago Um, It's my new project I got Larry June on there at Wale Fireboy DML um, Who Arrest is on there Um you know, so go check that out. Like I said, it's about everything I went through last year. Tours coming up. I go on tour September 22nd through November 4th. We starting in Dallas. We ending in
0: the city in SF. Um, yeah, man, fuck with me. And how did those features come about? Like, did you actually have to reach out or was it still like the Empire shit and like some industry shit or what?
2: So me and Russ are cool.
0: We've been tapped in for we've got hella songs
2: with each other. So I hit him about that. I knew Larry June as well. Yeah. Um, and then the Fireboy and Wale play was for sure for sure, Empire play. Larry June. I mean, that
1: feature is insane. I was like, the Larry June feature right now, let's be real. It's kind of yeah. hard to get the Larry June feature. It's yeah. kind of
0: hard to get his ass up here. I mean, uh, everybody is nasty. Trying to chop it up. Yeah, that nigga rich as fuck. <laughs> that if said I was that no, rich, I
2: wouldn't be doing nothing. I didn't want to do He's driving that. his Lambo. <laughs> he's paid. He's doing really well. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I don't give a fuck. That's Riding hard. bikes and shit. Yeah, he's fucking around.
0: Has Russ ever gave you that speech about being independent? Every time for sure man What are them (laughs) talks like man
2: insane he's an intense nigga that's my homie though like but it's like he's really passionate about that shit you know what i'm saying like that also paired with that he actually did it and he has a blueprint to do it and there's like a method to this madness you know um i think he's really just super passionate about it and i think he sees the potential in other artists and he's just trying to be like yo you don't have to take that deal there's a way to do it this other way, you know what I'm saying? Um, we've argued about uh, about it a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because I have my views on it, he has his, but like he's super passionate about it and he's super positive. Like Everything he's doing is just to help niggas for real.
0: And I'm curious to know your your views because you,
2: you signed Empire. Right. Um, my thing is like, I think it's different for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like I look at it like there are niggas, there are niggas who are taking risks with their life, right? They out in the street selling drugs, hitting licks, all this kind of shit and then they could get an offer a deal and I'm all about favorable deals like of course there are bullshit crazy deals that got you for hella albums, taking your masters, all that shit. I'm talking about partnerships like business partnerships at least 50-50 or you getting more um, where these this advance and this money could get you out the streets that's how I look at it Like, I'm if my nigga is thugging hard like that and I could be like bro they finna give you 250, get up out of there. Like, why would I tell him not? Because if I tell him not to do that, it's leaving him out here and he might fucking die. That's how I look at it. And I feel like every deal is different. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we're in a time now where you could get a solid deal or negotiate a good deal because so many people are talking. It's like, if you you can go on YouTube and look up deals. You could Google it. It's people talking about it all the time. And then also people gotta realize what strings come with these deals. Like labels are running crazy plays for niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like. They're doing, they're getting you sync placements. They're getting you playlists. They're getting you these features. They're doing all these things to kind of take this hassle off of you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not anti-deal. I'm just in favor of taking the right deal. And you got to know what game you playing. Like, niggas are very short sighted thinking one, well, maybe two years. But like, maybe you see yourself taking the deal. I'm going to do this year and a half, these couple albums. And it's going to set me up for the next five years to be independent. And it puts you in this position to really accelerates your career. Now you have a budget, you know, to really bring your art to life. Cause I've seen a lot of dope artists, they just ain't got no money. So they can't, they could do a video and maybe it ain't the video they wanted to do or the cover art ain't they idea or they can't get their shit mixed and mastered cause they don't got the bread. But a, a favorable deal could help you in all assets and it just comes
0: with hella different assets from the label to, to help you move. Well, educate some of my people out here Because, you know, getting the right deal Or signing the right deal Is very, very important You know, So what are some of the red flags You you should look for While looking at your contract
2: Like I said, 50-50 at least To me is is the move The word perpetuity Niggas need to understand what that word means Because it means forever Mm -hmm. You should never let nobody put perpetuity in your contract That means something is forever Um you can get your rights to your music leased instead of owned, like instead of me buying your masters forever in perpetuity, I could lease your masters for three years and we negotiate like after this three years, either I'll I'll get them back or we get them back at a percentage. Um, it's a lot of different shit, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot of different ways to do it, but like I said, all the shit is really on the internet for people who want to learn. It ain't like the information ain't there. it's just them motherfuckers don't want to do the research to That's do how it. you
0: educated yourself?
2: Like that, a lot of shit too was like that, but also talking to other artists, you mm-hmm. know, who've been in that situation, who can kind of help guide you. Um, but a lot of shit I learned just in life in general for shows sure, on YouTube University. Yeah,
1: yeah YouTube University Thanks. is a motherfucker for sure. You know what I'm saying? You got a it. communications degree from there. <laughs> I, I, I learned how to. Uh, <laughs> That too. That's I learned
0: how to fix my uh, refrigerator filter from that motherfucker. Oh I just fixed my garbage
2: disposal on YouTube. I oh. swear to god, I yeah, just replaced oh the I swear to god, my break
1: light literally yesterday yeah. from, from YouTube. It's always an old white nigga from Wisconsin, he's showing you how to do it. It's like 400 views, too. Yeah, but 400 those, views. It's so clutch, though. And yeah. then <laughs> the comments be like, Thank you, man. I've been searching for three weeks trying to get this done. Oh, my Keith god. from Milwaukee just helped
0: you. That's fucking
2: hilarious. Thank you,
1: Keith.
0: <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. YouTube University is shit. It's the shit and it's free. It's That's the shit. Crazy. It's
1: also shitty when you get a shitty tutorial one where you're like, nah, this shit ain't right. They you got to get up out of there real wrong, quick, man. You got to get up out of there. You got to learn yeah. how to research well on For YouTube sure. University. For sure. Well, facts. yeah,
0: man. It was nice having you. I appreciate y'all, uh, man. I appreciate you too, man. Nice conversation. Nice, conversation. nice to learn about you, man. Uh,
1: thank you, T-Row. Appreciate yeah. you. Yes, yeah, sir. I appreciate you, Raj. Yes, yeah, sir. I appreciate Good y'all having man. me. Yeah. Let's go.
0: Yes, sir. We out of here. Bye.